Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast where we talk about the Doom Patrol because we really like talking about the Doom Patrol and we've done it for 163 previous episodes. This is the 164th one. We never mentioned the episode numbers, but there we go. 164 episodes. Correct. Boom. Yeah. Wow. Six years in and we've reached 164. What a, what a, time, to, what a time to be alive. Good Lord. <laughs> yes, hello. I'm Mike. not to be dead. Yes, that too. Hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at AvantGarve. Uh, you can find us at WaitingForDoom.com or on the Waiting for Doom Facebook page. Uh, you can reach us at WaitingForDoom at gmail.com and all our episodes are available uh, spread amongst iTunes, Situator, Spotify and Podbean.com. And I'm Paul. You can find me on Twitter at Reading underscore Hicks. And we also have a sentient show Twitter account, which is Wilfred at WFDPod. Hey, Wilfred. Hello, humans. And this week on the show, we're getting back to Volume 5 of uh, the Doom Patrol. Doom Woo-hoo! Patrol, Volume 5, in the comics yes. from 2011. And the reason we're getting back to it is because we haven't finished it yet, and it's pretty much the only run of the Doom Patrol we haven't finished yet. Yes. But this gets us closer. We're getting closer. Closer all the time. We're very close to having covered everything, Paul. <laughs> like, yeah. Very close, especially once we mm. get through this episode, episode 164. So, yeah, and then we'll yeah. start making things up to tie into the Doom Patrol, you know, like the the very well-known connection between Tremors and the Doom Patrol. Oh, oh, really? What what connection is that? Sorry, I've I've I'm blanking on that one. Can you jog my memory? Please? Oh, when we watch this the movie, it'll become clear to you, or maybe it won't. Either way, <laughs> right? <laughs> Tremors, yeah. Look out for Tremors cast <laughs> coming soon. Coming yeah. to you soon on the uh, Waiting for Doom network. <laughs> anyway, Mike, how, how's your your quantity of weeks been in as far as the things that you are enjoying and doing? Um, that they have been okay. I've finally started catching up with the rest of the world and, and watching uh, Shit's Creek, oh. which which recently finished up and won a a boatload of of awards. And I thought, you know what? There must be something good about the show. Um, so I binged the first season a few days ago, <laughs> and it's very enjoyable. Oh, okay. It's very, very funny. It's a, a fish-out-of-water story about a, a, a very wealthy family that falls upon hard times and has to go to a small town called Ships Creek that they own and uh, try and survive as best they can. So uh, that's very cool. Mm. No, the, the wife and I wife and I actually binged the first episode the other night. Okay. Did you, what, what did, we've did finished you, the entire first episode. The entire first episode. What did you think of of that quality twenty thirty minutes that you spent? It was good. Yeah, I'd like oh. to binge another episode at some yes. point. There's, there's a few of them there. I, I say power on through, and um, yeah, yeah. yeah you'll, I'm sure you'll enjoy. Mm. In terms of reading comics, <laughs> um, I've started reading Adventure Man from Image Comics, uh, written by Matt Fraction <laughs> and art by Rachel and Terry Dodson. It's really cool. Is it? The basic premise is, imagine if your favourite pulp hero and all their adventures and that were actually real. And Ooh. and weren't just works of fiction. And you started somehow entering their world and their world started entering your world and things and, and creepy forces of evil are starting to lurk into reality. It's really cool. And the Dodson art. Oh my gosh. Just... Chef's kiss, uh, yeah. as with any uh, project by the Dodsons. But yeah, it's it's. I've read the first three issues of that. Very cool, very interesting stuff. Uh, and I've always liked Matt Fraction stuff. So um, yeah, I, I would recommend people check that out if they're looking for something new and kind of that pulp adventure genre. If if they like that sort of thing, check that one out. Um, yeah, other than that, um, you know, just just stumbling through life as one does. Uh, what what have you been up to, Paul? For your period of time. I've been fasting a lot. Fasting? fasting. Um, okay. Yeah, um, just intermittently between meals, so right. you know, for a couple of hours at a time. So that's going all right. 
No, I, I've been watching... I finished watching The Boys, season two. Okay. Uh, have you ever watched The Boys? I, I have not seen any of The Boys. I've read the entire series. I, I have it Ooh. all in trade paperback, so I'm a fan of the comic, uh, but I have I have not seen the show itself. Wow. Oh, well, it's very good. It's. I mean, when I started watching it, I went, ooh, I'm not sure about <laughs> how much I can enjoy this, because mm-hmm. it's, it's so utterly blood-soaked and reprehensible. Yes, um, yes. I would imagine but so. I think, because I remember reading the first few trades and thinking, I don't really like this stuff, and I am a massive Garth Ennis fan. Mm. Um, but the TV show has sort of, it sort of transcended that. It's become about our times and um, the world we live in. And, uh, yeah, I, the season finale of season two was extremely cathartic. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. So that's all I wanted to say about that. But, you know, good twist. Didn't see the twist coming, didn't see, you know, but satisfying, enjoyable. Um, and, yeah, still the show can be completely reprehensible at times. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, but, uh, it's, a, it's not an easy read. Uh, there's some, no. There's some very questionable antics and, and characters uh, in that yeah. book. And, and those are the, the good guys. Yeah. I remember reading the comic and going, is there anything else to this apart from the fact that Garth Ennis hates superheroes, mm. um, apart from Superman? And, yes. um, yeah, the, I think the TV show is sort of forging its own path. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, oh, golly, there were some shocking moments in the series and some really good, um, yeah, really good moments. Uh, plus, I finished watching the Doom Patrol season two. So did I! I'm sorry, how did I not yeah. mention that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's unlikely to come up today. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's two blokes catching up between fasts. Um, <laughs> what did you think of season two overall, Paul? Well, it seems to me they lost an episode at some point because it didn't end where it, I thought it should end. Mm, <laughs> it's yes. kind of like, ah, we'll just leave it there. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it ends on a cliffhanger. Um, and uh, you know how they got a couple of extra episodes in season one, or at least one extra episode? Yep. I think they got one less than they wanted in season two due to COVID. Yes. But it's coming back for season three, and we can all cope. But, yeah, I found it it, it was a pretty um, grueling experience, the old season two. Mm-hmm. You know, things aren't better for everybody. Things are tougher for everyone. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, but I, I did enjoy it. Um, good to see the scants. Uh, <laughs> In live yeah. action, <laughs> much more live action than they appeared in the comics. Mm, yeah, yeah, Dumb Patrol was great. I, um, I, I was yes, I still imagine that scene with uh, Larry chucking nuts into the air and <laughs> having them bounce off his bandaged mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that very much. Um, yeah, but the whole series, ah, it's really good. Yeah, and you know, lovely to see the Candle Maker in action. Oh yeah, um, yes. yeah. So yes. It was, oh, yeah, what do you want I, to say about it? Oh, look, I th- I think it's kind of like you were saying with the boys. It's kind of becoming its own thing and diverging a little bit away from the books with some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Jane's origin story, for want of a better word, in, in that final episode. Yeah, that was a little bit different. Um, but still, mm-hmm. it was really well done on the show. Uh, but yeah, overall, I, I really enjoyed it. was watching it with her youngest boy and he's... He's not shy about coming forward when something sticks out and just doesn't make sense. Like, where does that rocket ship come from? You know, how, oh, how does how does Dorothy know how to pilot a rocket ship? <laughs> and I'm kind of like, yeah, comic book science. You know, let's let's just roll. With yeah. It. Uh, I also came up with my possible gigantic plot hole with season two that you and I discussed offline, and I don't know if I yes. should mention it. <laughs> let's. I think we should. Let it stew for a bit, then we'll mention it later when we're yeah. more sure that people have watched it. So. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. It, it kind of made me go, oh, oh. But then again, it, 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 they, they kind of got away with it. But yeah, anyway. But overall, oh, yeah, I thought they did a great job. Just seeing Candlemaker on screen is just still blows my mind that we 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 got him yeah. at all, and we're getting a third season, so that's great. So yeah. And, How's how's the young fella going with the orgy and stuff? We haven't got to that bit with him yet, because they're airing it weekly on on Fox 8 here in Australia. So we're watching it weekly together. Um, And we did skip over um, Sex Patrol 
So, but I Ooh. brought him up to speed with what happened in that. And when explaining the scenes between <laughs> Flex and Rita and what was going on there, he, he kind of went a bit pale. Oh. <laughs> and he was kind of like, oh, well, I'm kind of glad we missed that one. But yes, I don't know <laughs> how he's going to deal with the finale, uh, but we'll, oh. see. we'll see. How good was Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I love Jesus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, possible spoiler warnings for those that haven't seen it yet, but um, yeah, you'll be fine. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so overall, I, I think... I, I, in my heart of hearts, I wish they'd ended season one when the chief revealed he was responsible for their accident. Yes. Uh, and yep. then maybe not worried so much about the giant rat and giant cockroach battle <laughs> for the season one finale. <laughs> um, so yeah, it kind of makes up for it a little bit with the shortened season uh, this time around. But yeah, they. I'm very much looking forward to for to get back on screen with season three next year. So, yeah, yeah, that was a, a tighter... It was a tighter season than the first, I thought. It was... Uh, yes. You know, I appreciated it being shorter. I thought it really moved. Mm, yes. Mm. yes it, indeed. Mm. Yeah, mm. it was, was very good. Um, all right. Shall we go and have a look at what's happening at the News Patrol desk? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Right, if we look at the Doom Patrol news, um, none to speak of. Oh. Uh, what's that thinking? <laughs> um, that's the Doom Clock. <laughs> Just going to make a note. 164 might be shortest episode yet. Okay. <laughs> And so, yes, as we turn and look upon the face of the Mighty Doom Clock, we can see that it has been just on 14 weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue 7 of Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds, which we discussed Mm. in episode 161 uh, back in July Mm -hmm. of 2020. As that was the final issue of that series, we have no idea at this stage of what the future may hold, although at this stage, although the collected edition of Weight of the Worlds came out a few weeks ago on September 22nd of 2020. Uh, so you can go and check that one out if you have not uh, read the single issues yet. Uh, so, Paul, are you ready for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game? Hells to the air. Hells to the air, okay. That means, uh, that means yes. <laughs> right, okay. Thank you for interpreting the young person's lingo for me. All right, I'm throwing the eight-sided die of Doom. Oh, you're getting two... Um, I'm feeling no generous, worries. though. No worries. No, no, no. Oh, I'm okay. feeling generous. I'm going to double it. I'll give you four. Teen. <laughs> no, that's that's not quite how math works. Uh, so... Are you the semi? I mean, how does... <laughs> Wrong show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. All right, 14 questions. Um, no, is four. It, is it... Uh... <laughs> Um, okay, is it a e- even-numbered volume of the Doom Patrol? Even-numbered volume? No, well, it is you not. Know, it's like volume one. It's not. It's not. It's an, an odd-numbered e- volume. It's an odd-numbered volume, yes. Odd-numbered volume. Yes. Okay. Uh, Question it... the second. Okay, cool. Odd numbered, so it could be volume one, could be volume three, it could, could be, be volume five. five, could be volume seven. Oh shit! Mm, uh, yeah, mm, shit. Oh shit, indeed. Uh, uh, is it? <laughs> is it higher or lower or part of volume three? Lower. Uh, do I have to? Yes. <laughs> is is it higher or lower or part of volume three? <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Uh, it is lower uh, than it is lower than volume right. three. Okay. Is it? Um, does it fall above? 
uh, issue 100 or below issue 100? Or is it issue 100? <laughs> it is below issue 100. <gasps> okay. So that's... Uh, oh, this is my last question, isn't it? It is, yes. Ah, okay. It's uh, an arbitrary rule that we have to live by. Um, <laughs> let's say... All right, I'm going to say it's issue... 99. No, it is not issue 99. It is issue 84. 94. It 84. Is, it is... <laughs> it's issue, is it issue 84? Paul, you've, you've had your chance. You were wrong. I'm sorry to say... I've got it with five... I've just demonstrated I would have got it with five questions. More like six from the sounds of it. <laughs> but no, unfortunately, with your four guesses, you were incorrect. I admire your, your chutzpah, your hubris, with attempting to go with two to begin with. But uh, no, uh, coming out on this week in Doom Patrol history was My Greatest Adventure, issue 84 going on sale for a mere 12 cents on October 17th, 1963, with a cover date of December that year. So, along with the backup story called Let's Go, Ghost G.I.s, by Howard Purcell, this issue contained the Doom Patrol story The Return of General Immortus, and was brought to us by Arnold Drake, Bruno Premiati, and Murray Boltonoff. And the story showed that having somehow survived his apparent death in My Greatest Adventure 80... General Immortus has returned indeed and is using radio waves to take over Robot Man's body so that he can attach a bomb to Cliff's brain in order to force a patrol to help him locate a Babylonian treasure trove. Thankfully, the team is able to foil the General's plot with Negman racing ahead of the detonation signal before it can blow up our favourite bot. Uh, yeah, and quite we... an elaborate plan. Yeah, yeah, for a mere 17 pages. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah uh, we well, covered 12 this. Cents. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Pretty good. And, and the backup story. Sorry. Let's go, Ghost I GIs. I keep interrupting. You do keep interrupting, so stop it. I'm sorry. Uh, the backup story uh, was about yeah, uh, some soldiers that uh, get aided in their battle by like Mike, the ghosts of Mike. a Roman soldier Mike. and a Viking. And Mike. yes, yes. I'm sorry for interrupting before. Paul, I swear to God. Don't make me come down there. Uh, anyway, we covered this issue all the way back in episode 5, would you believe, from January of 2015. And you can find that in the Doom dossier for volume 1 over at waitingfordoom.com. And that is it for the Doom Clock this week. At this stage. At this stage. Not a ruse. My bits. <laughs> My bits. <laughs> My bees. <laughs> My bees. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch season two of Doom Patrol TV to get that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go on with the show. Need a podcast talking about weird stuff? Well, then we've got just the thing for you. Into the Weird, a podcast chronicling the madness and magnificence of the mighty Marvel Bronze Age of Comics. Featuring the voice talents of Mr. Billy Delicious. Hola. Mr. Herman Hellstrom Lowe. Hey there. And straight from the long box of darkness, his infernal majesty Dormammu. How are you? And many more. But wait a minute. You might be thinking, aren't all comics infused with a grain of weirdness? I mean, Reed Richards can stretch every single part of his body, right? And why did Ultron design the vision with working genitalia? Well, you would be correct, but Into the Weird isn't just any regular comic book show, folks. We focus on the really bizarre. Here are a few examples. A sword and sorcery barbarian grown spontaneously from a jar of peanut butter. A duck running for president of the United States. Benjamin Franklin playing hide the sausage with Doctor Strange's girlfriend, Clea. A giant-sized man-thing lamenting the death of a clown. A serial killer obsessed with killing only fools, dressed as cavalier with laser guns after witnessing a priest fornicating. 
and so much more. So if you like the wonderful weirdness of the Bronze Age from 1970 to 1985, and characters such as Ghost Rider, Morbius, The Defenders, Man-Thing, Son of Satan, Skull the Slayer, Kill Raven, Howard the Duck, and the weird granddaddy of them all, Dr. Stephen Strange, then this is the show for you. ITW's on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and TuneIn. Hit subscribe and join us for a comic-filled jaunt into the weird. And now it's the part of the show where we talk about the Doom Patrol in more intensive discussion points and, you know, detail. And we mm. do this in a segment called Doom Splaining. Mm. And the things that we are Doom Splaining today are two issues of the Doom Patrol. Issue 20 from Volume 5 and Issue 21 from Volume 5. And we're going to do them in a numeric order. Um, and chronological order, I guess, if you think, the thank order goodness. they came out. Yeah. Oh, thank God for yes. that. Yes. So yeah. Mike is going to tell us what happened in Issue 20, and if we're lucky, he might tell us what happened before that, too. Maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe there'll be some callbacks. Maybe there'll be some deep cuts. Maybe some shallow cuts. Um, is there anything else you want to get out of your system before I start this, Paul? No. No, you're cleared, <laughs> cleared for takeoff. <laughs> right. Thank you. So, yes... Issue 20 of Volume 5, titled With Friends Like These, written by Keith Giffen, penciled by Matthew Clark and Ron Randall, with special guest art by Scott Clark, Jose Lewis, Scott McDaniel, uh, with inks by Art Thibair, John Lovesay and Dave Beatty, with letters by Pat Brousseau and colours by Guy Major. It was edited by Elizabeth V. Gerlaine and Simona Martor, and it got a cover by Matthew Clark and Guy Major. And what a cover this is, Paul. Um... It's a little bit different in that the team are um, sitting on a rock uh, in in the ocean and they're all naked. And yep. um, there are pelicans flying above them, which will be freaking Larry out. And Larry is looking at Cliff and saying, so that went well. And Cliff is saying, stuff it, trainer. That's just classic Volume yes. 5 Patrol. Yeah, now this doesn't actually happen in the issue, but it is symbolic of where they're at. Yes, um, yes indeed. But it's certainly attention-grabbing. Yeah, and Rita is tastefully covering herself. I just want to point that out. Yes, yes. Uh, she's not looking... None, well, none of them are looking happy about it at all. So, certainly attention-grabbing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it does not happen. One of my favourites. Yeah. It's, One of my favourites. It's very cool. It's very cool. Uh, so, just to recap on where we were last time with the Patrol. When we last saw them uh, in issue 19 of this volume, which we covered... In episode 160, in July of 2020, the patrol had just managed to stop the Secret Six's latest assignment, namely to claim Oolong Island for the would-be criminal mastermind Eric Fine. Despite apprehending the 6 plus 2, as Paul pointed out in that episode, as well as diverting the lava flow from an inconvenient volcano eruption away from the general populace, Oolong President Veronica Cowell decided that she'd had, as we say in Australia, a gutful of the patrol. And she took the sudden move to employ the powers of the MSE frontmen, being Animal Vegetable Mineral Man, Botfly, and Porcelain Doll. Cal had the patrol swiftly deported from Oolong Island. And so this issue opens in the office of President Cal with her chatting with Thea Joss, the CEO of MSE, about how glad she is to finally be rid of Niles Calder and his freaks. The conversation takes a turn quickly, with Thayer's hubris about Embassy's presence on the island rising, and he quickly offers to buy Oolong from her. Cal shuts him down, saying, You're skating close to the edge, Mr. Jost. Do not forget who employs whom. I will not tolerate another Niles caller. Is that understood? In response, Mr. Somebody, formerly Mr. Nobody, and secretly controlling Jost all this time, launches himself from Thayer's body, leaping at Cal, saying, Not really. Perhaps if I take a closer look. Ooh creepy. The scene then changes to an airfield in the middle of a desert, where the Doom Patrol, Cliff Steele, Robot Man, Rita Fire, Alastair Woman, Larry Trainer, Negative Man, and Karen Beecher Duncan, Bumblebee, have been unceremoniously dumped by an MSE flight crew. Cliff uses his internal technology to first get a GPS reading, learning that they're in Nevada, and to then make a call to someone to come pick them up. Before long, the team are rescued by none other than Tad Wallader Jutefruis, aka Super Hip, <laughs> the hip swiveling, 
The hip-swiveling 1960s rocker, who the team was surprised to discover, apparently has a history with Cliff. Larry also asked Rita, hey, didn't he play at your wedding? And yes, Super Hip did indeed make a cameo appearance at Rita's wedding to Steve Dayton (laughs) in Doom Patrol Volume 1, Issue 104, which we covered in Episode 41 from November of 2015. Anyway... Cliff gets tied up to speed with what's been going on with the team while he drives them in his rocket-powered Cadillac back to his penthouse suite at the Golden Minaret Casino in Las Vegas. Despite Cliff's reluctance to divulge his history with Super Hip to the team, he does make it clear that they need to find somewhere better to regroup and plan their next move. It's at this point that patrols split up to ask for help from various corners of the DCU. Cliff heads to the Hall of Justice, but is turned away by Congorilla. In San Francisco, Rita is reluctantly refused by her adopted son, Gar Logan, a.k.a. Beast Boy, at Titan's Tower, where Karen also heads after learning the residence of her former boyfriend, Mal Duncan, a.k.a. Harold, is vacant and has been foreclosed. (laughs) And meanwhile, in Gotham City, the Batmobile screeches to a halt as Batman tells Larry to get out, not just out of the vehicle, but the city itself. And it seems that despite their best efforts, the results are the same everywhere they go. The Doom Patrol is too dangerous and difficult to have around, drawing numerous attacks upon themselves wherever they base themselves. Even worse, their reputation has been tarnished due to guilt by association with the rogue nation-state of Oolong Island, as well as Niles Calder himself, who, not too long ago, having given himself Kryptonian superpowers, attacked the United Nations and essentially declared war on the entire planet which happened in issues 14 and 15 of this volume, which we covered in episode 157 from March 2020. In any case, as Beast Boy reveals, Homeland Security has the patrol listed as a probable terrorist group. Ouch. That's not good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we then cut back briefly to Oolong Island, where the latest experiment of the Resident Science Squad, that experiment being a giant version of Robot Man they're hoping to add to their arsenal, has gone haywire and is destroying their lab. Luckily for the scientists, the front men arrive on the scene, and AVM Man swiftly dismantles the robot with thick vines emerging from his arms. Unluckily for the scientists, the front men arrive on the scene and give them a swift but violent reminder that President Kale will no longer allow this sort of recklessness to be free of consequences. Mm-mm. And back in Super Hip's penthouse in Las Vegas, the patrol are coming to grips with the fact that no one is willing to help them. When their host walks in and says, uh, Cliff, don't hate me, but I really think you should hear him out. And who should walk in but General Amortis? <gasps> After some quick reminiscing about their last encounter during the party held by the vile Bostwick family in issue 17, which we covered in episode 159 from May of 2020, the verbal sparring between the team and the general finally ends when he reveals the purpose for his visit, that Oolong Island and MSE are a dangerous combination, and it would be in the best interests of the Doom Patrol and the world for them to invade and retake Oolong Island. Mmm... Mm. What did you think of issue twenty four? <laughs> I really like this issue. I mean, it's it's just basically the Doom Patrol lost. They're kicked out. <laughs> um, their name is uh, Mud. Yes, yes <laughs> and it is. no one wants to know them. It, they get treated very badly by the rest of the DC universe. So mm. I mean, they go to and we've got to remember where the DC universe was at this point. So we are very nearly at um, a flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Yes. So at this stage, at this stage of the DC universe, um, the Justice League was made up of uh, not the big names. It was sort of like, um, well, Dick Grayson was Batman. He was in it. And yep. uh, Donna Troy and uh, Kong Gorilla mm-hmm. and Starman, the blue one, not the, the blue alien one. Right. The other one. <laughs> and I can't remember who else was in it. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty weird. And <laughs> there's an ongoing joke in this where... Um, Larry keeps saying, why don't you look like Clint Eastwood anymore to Batman? <laughs> and the reason he's saying that is because it's Dick, Dick Grayson, Grayson and not yeah. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Which I found that very amusing. Yes. Keith Gizzen obviously thought it was amusing because he used it over several pages. Mm-hmm. Like, Larry just couldn't get over the fact that um, Batman doesn't look like Clint Eastwood anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Titans, of course. And it's, you know, it, how bad are things when the Titans won't stick up for you? <laughs> When your own Probably adopted one of the son, teams in the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your own adopted son kind of says, in the yeah, DC nah. universe. No, 
Um, so yeah, they're in tough situation, but yeah. it's fantastic to see Superhit again. Though I've never seen him before, <laughs> um, I hadn't noticed him in the uh, the wedding party. Um, yeah, so who is Superhit, Mike? Superhit. Well, yeah. To be honest, I actually had to go and look in the the wedding issue, uh, issue one hundred and four, and he appears on the very last page uh, in the panel where Steve and Rita kiss, and you you have all the heroes gathered around. You have Wonder Woman saying, "You know, great Zeus, what a kiss!" And Superman saying, "Where's that Clark Kent? He was supposed to cover this story for the Daily Planet." And then there's this weird guy dressed like Austin Powers with his guitar and his mop of bright yellow hair, saying, "Man, this wedding swings better." than a graduation gig at Benedict Arnold High. And you're like, okay, who's that guy? That is Super Hip. Uh, <laughs> Super Hip was a... <laughs> he, he was a character in the Adventures of Bob Hope comics. Uh, and oddly, uh-huh. oddly enough, he was created by Arnold Drake as well. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, he first appeared in the Adventures of Bob Hope issue 95, uh, which was in came out in late 1965. And his story is that, uh, yes, he he goes to uh, Benedict Arnold High School, the school he was referring to uh, in his cameo in 104, but he was very, you know, mild-mannered. But when he gets rolled up and angry, he starts to spin like a tornado, and he turns green, and then he transforms into super hip. Um, So he looks like Austin Powers, and with the ruffled shirt and the velvet jacket. Um, His guitar appears from out of nowhere. Uh, And whenever people hear him playing, they dance uncontrollably, and he can change his form into apparently anything, and he has wings on his heel, on his ankles, like the Submariner, uh, or Submariner, depending on how you want to say it. Yeah, but when he turns back... It's, it's pronounced It's pronounced the Soob Mariner. Oh, the Soob Mariner. Okay. Yes. So, not the Soob... Right. Soob Mariner. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so Tad uh, has no idea of of when he is super hit, when he transforms back into his normal self. Uh, and the only ones that know of his secret identity are his quote-unquote, Uncle Bob Hope, uh, and he has a talking dog called Harvard Harvard. What? So, uh, yeah. So, a very odd, <laughs> deep-cut character. So, um, I just want to know, has any of our listeners ever read this comic, uh, The Origin of Super Hip, of the first appearance? Um, yeah. Adventures of Bob Hope, number 95. Yeah. Quite an expensive comic, if you find a good copy. But um, Really? Okay. Yeah, I... I'm actually, I mean, I'm tempted. If I ever get to go to an American con again, I'm going to look for it. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm curious. G- good luck to you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he appeared uh, in Adventures of Bob Hope from issue 95 until issue 107, uh, and then that comic ended two issues later with 109. Oh. So, But yeah, he was, he was created by... Wait, 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 yeah. wait. Right. Hang on. The comic ended two issues after Super Hip appeared. No, no. <laughs> he appeared from issue 95 to 107. Yeah. Right? So his final appearance was issue 107, and then it ended two issues later. With a... With two, well, that's what's happened here. <laughs> he's in issue 20, and the comic ends with issue 22. Oh, my gosh. He's like... He's not good for... <laughs> Everyone, if you wow. see Super Hip appear in your comic book of choice, <laughs> watch out. dead within two issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's the curse of Super Hip. Oh my God, that's hilarious. The curse of Super Hip. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, in, in this, uh, they've, they've kind of updated him a little bit to be a bit more of like an Elvis-style rocker. He's got the, the, the rather gaudy kind of open chest jumpsuit. Uh, when he picks the team up and as he's lounging around in, in Las Vegas, so um, in his rocket car, yeah, how cool is that rocket car? It's, it's, yeah, it's very nice. But yeah, I I really enjoyed this and seeing General Amortis turn up again, and you know all the verbal sparring that's going on, and you know they're saying, oh, you did say you were going to still try and kill us when we last saw you at that party that the Boswicks held, and he's like, oh well, old habits do die hard, and Rita's like, is that what we are to you, just a habit? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I yeah. really like how this touched on the history, but also kind of had a way forward for them. I wonder how far in advance they knew 
that things were going to be ending when they wrote this particular storyline. Yeah. yeah, that's it's interesting to know. It's hard to... Yeah, I mean, it looks like it was heading towards the, you know, the Doom Patrol redeeming themselves and they're clearing their name and all that. But mm. anyway, uh, we should probably talk about issue 21 as well. Yes, please do, Paul. Okay, so issue 21, it came out, uh, cover dated June 2011, but it was actually out April the 6th, 2011, $2.99, a nice price. Uh, it was written by Keith Giffen, penciled by Matthew Clark, penciled by Ron Randall somewhere. Don't know where. Uh, inked by Art Thibay. Um, lettered by Patrick Brousseau. Coloured by Guy Major. Lovely cover by Matthew Clark and Sergei Laponte. Laponte? Uh, edited by Elizabeth V. Gerling. And the cover shows... Um, I, th- I think it's a human version of Cliff Steele. Um, and mm. he's you know semi-combined with his robot parts. He's got tattoos of cogs on his arm. And he's um, in a pile of dead uh, Cliff Steele bodies... And there's the, um, what's it, what do you call it behind him? At the uh, Leonardo it, da Vinci. Is it the Vitruvian thing. Man? I'm probably uh, No, it's the drawing of a guy with lots of arms and lots of legs done by Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm wondering if, if that is known as the Vitruvian Man. I'm, pr- know, I'm, man. I'm pretty... <laughs> Look, <laughs> let's say yes, Mike is right. It's the Vitruvian <laughs> Man. Okay. Yeah. I, I, oh, it's the Vitruvian. Don't sound so shocked that I'm correct about something, please. Oh my God. <laughs> the disrespect. Sorry. Good Lord. I'm a bit light, light-headed from fast. Oh, yeah, um, okay. You need, yeah. you need to get some meat in you. <laughs> yep. yep. Anyway, um, in this issue, and it, there's not much really to summarise. It's basically Cliff Steele uh, reminiscing about his life and the various iterations of the team he's been been on. And at the start, he um, he... The, the song Mr. Roboto was stuck in his head um, repeatedly at the time of his um, human body's demise. Mm. So, um, you know, it was weird that it was around then. And, yeah, then he's, you know, sort of... He's reflecting on things while he's trying to make a decision on what the Doom Patrol should do. Should they listen to uh, General Amortis and go and liberate Oolong Island because it's such a bad combination having MSC in charge of Oolong Island? Um, and, uh, yeah, so he remembers all the versions of the team. A little bit of... Um, Rejigging the continuity by saying that um, Cliff was in with the chief before the others arrived, like Rita and Larry. So um, he was pretending to be fresh and new that day, but he was actually already there. I think that's Keith just looking at a bit of the continuity and going, eh, that doesn't quite make sense. Because, um, yeah. But uh, it shows all the versions of the Doom Patrol, which is one of the cool things. So you get the uh, the original version of the Doom Patrol in a great splash page, and then you get the uh, the 70s version where the Cliff has uh, looks very robotically different with his antenna with Arani and mm-hmm. all of them and Dorothy. And then you see the, um, the Volume 3 version of the Doom Patrol and the Volume 4, the John Byrne volume. Thank you very much. Um, and it sort of says that all these versions are sort of... It all happened to Cliff. He's been through it all. You know, he was making deals with Jost. He was deciding when to bring Larry into the team and when not. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of fudging the facts about Volume 4 because he sort of said it wasn't really Rita and it wasn't really Larry. You know, huh? <laughs> it doesn't really explain it. Hmm. Yeah, but at the end... end um, decision. He makes the decision. Yes, the Doom Patrol should go and clear their name, and they should retake Oolong Island, and that's what they will do. And that is where it ends. And they tell General Amortis, and he's kind of hmm, he's fairly pleased. Yes, he's he's he half expects it as well, so yeah. he's not that surprised. But yes, he's definitely pleased. So. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, but interesting that the rest of the team are just waiting for Cliff to make a decision. Like he, he is the team leader, and when we look at his history, he's been so integral to every version of the t- team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But one thing I love about this, and I'll say this, I love the fact that um, General Immortus has come back into the comic, and he's sort of been recast as a, you know, a an untrustworthy figure who just gives advice and you have to decide whether it's in your interest to take. I like it when characters evolve and relationships mm. between heroes and villains become ambiguous. And I yeah. really like that. It's nice. It, uh, yeah. It's I, nice. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like how he's, he, he basically says, look, I'm essentially immortal and, you know, I want my allotted time on this planet to be as, as nice as possible. And, you know, 
serve me in whatever way I can make that happen. So yeah, that's why I want you guys to go and retag Oolong because they're a bad combination. So he's kind of nice in that he's kind of giving them some direction. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was, it was, this is a really cool backstory and, and history of, of not just the team, but yeah, Cliff as well. Like this volume was previously done with spotlight issues on, on Larry and Rita. This is just really mm. well done from Cliff's point of view. And it was so cool to see, yeah, all the different iterations of the team. Uh, and for, for Cliff to, you know, pretty much admit to himself that the patrol is important to him and in some ways important yeah. to the world. Partly because he's got nowhere else to go and partly because it's his home, really. Mm. And that that's it's where he belongs for, for better or worse, you know, d- despite all the weirdness that they've been through. That's... That's where he belongs, and that was a really cool point. I was a little disappointed in the reveal of the history between him and Superhip. It's just the fact that they were old school friends, and that yeah. was it. It's like when they, when he first turns up as as Robot Man, you know, version one, I guess we'll call it from Volume One. He he rocks up at um, you know backstage at Superhip's. <laughs> place and he's just like oh it's not every day you know the tin man shows up on my doorstep claiming to be my old school chum you know it's like oh okay right that that's what he didn't want to tell the rest of the team odd yeah yeah but i mean artistically this this issue is fantastic because uh uh clark and randall are doing you know their best imitation of different looks of the team so they do the the bruno premiarmony look they do the uh yep Kupperberg look, they do the, what, what would you call it, the uh, Tang and Hewitt look, they do the John Byrne look, mm. and uh, I guess the rest of it is all the the regular Clark look. But yeah. uh, just the way, oh, the pictures of um, the way uh, Niles Calder is drawn in the classic version, he just looks so, his eyes are too far apart, he just looks odd and creepy. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, it's kind of... Yeah. 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 But that, those very first scenes where Niles is like, oh, yes, I've absconded with your body or what was left of it from the hospital and, um, you know, given you this first, this new robotic body. And the very first time he holds a mirror up to Cliff, it's just like horrifying. <laughs> just this, this yeah. only partially built robot body, but you can see the brain encased in the, the, the head shell there. It's just like, oh, my God. Very creepy. Yeah, and he's missing his outer casing of armour and mm, yeah. you know, all the things that make him look normal, uh, you know, a bit like a human. Yeah, It's all gone. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And Will Magnus makes an appearance. He talks about Will Magnus rebuilding him after the team sacrificed yes. themselves. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's Good a stuff. nice... Yeah, it's it's a very cool little history lesson. You've got his own origin, his, his history with all the teams, and it even reconnects with... Um, you know, how, how Thea Joss is related to the team as well, with him, you know, starting up that version of the team with, uh, you know, with Cliff being the oldest person on the team and pretty much saying that they're all just um, brats that barely tolerated him and each other. <laughs> so, mm. Yeah, and, and it does make yeah. reference to the fact that they had to put um, uh, Ted fast forward into stasis because of his reality yeah. warping powers. So it's a really cool capsule of of the the team's history like from the very beginning up until the recent stuff yeah and yes they even have the burn if i had thinking about it i think this issue would have been well i mean the the montage aspects of this issue would have been much uh, better appearing earlier in the run rather than the second last issue (laughs) yeah because it really puts everything in context which, um, you know, it's weird to get that in issue 21 of 22 issues of a run. Which, so, which again, makes me wonder, odd. yeah, how far in advance they were aware that this volume was ending. Because the, yeah. the, that issue 21 is the penultimate one of, of this volume. Mm. Not only that, it's the second last one. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yep, thanks. Thank you. No worries. Yeah. Oh, there are worries. Trust me, my friend. There are worries. <laughs> uh, so yes, right we've we've got. We literally have one more issue of Volume Five to go, and then we've covered um, mm. that volume. So 
Mm. Yeah. Yep. The yep. Ultimate issue. That's what call it. Uh, is that the last one? Is it the ultimate issue? Right. Okay. I believe so. <laughs> right. Vitruvian man. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've explained as much the as we can. The curse of superhero. <laughs> yes. All right. Good. I'm just going to make a note. That's what I'm titling this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the Mailbag of Doom, where we read through your mail that you've sent through to us, as well as your responses to the question of the week, which this time around is, what's your fave fictional acronym? And first up, we heard from Jonathan Dye, who said, Who? WHO in the Claremont Davis Excalibur uh, Weird Happenings Organisation. It tied Excalibur to Doctor Who continuity. It was an obvious stand-in for UNIT, which is in my top five acronyms, and the representative was Alisanne Stewart, uh, the Brigadier's kid, and had Alice, Alan Davis art, and what's not to like. Uh, and tangentially... Uh, did I say that right? I don't care. Uh, my least favourite acronym is Argus at DC, just because when I started reading comics, one of the first DC books I read was a miniseries of a guy from the Bloodlines comic named Argus, and I always associated DC and Argus with crap. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> Thanks, oh. Mike. Yeah. I like Argus. That was from the, the Flash annual. Okay, well, was what was his deal? Um, I think he sort of blended into shadows and stuff and was very stealthy. Right. Or something like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. And he had the ability to vanish from comics forever. <laughs> did, was, did Super Hip <laughs> appear in his... <laughs> but I, I remember uh, the, the Who uh, faction in Excalibur. I was a big fan of Excalibur in the uh, early days of it. So, yeah, that was, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We heard from Martin Gray, our friend in Edinburgh, and he said, Thrush... Because the man from Uncle never explained what it stood for, but it sounds nasty. <laughs> yes. Right. Yep. Cool. Uh, we then heard from Fangbird Scott, which I believe is Scott slang word on, on the Twitter, and he said, Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division, except no pathetic substitute. So that's S.H.I.E.L.D. So, and doesn't that sound crammed uh, into, an, into an acronym? Yeah. Uh. Uh, we have from Canadian Geek, Craig R. McDonald, and he said OWCA, the Organisation Without a Cool Acronym, a.k.a. the agency from the thin- Phineas and Ferb animated series that their pet platypus Perry, a.k.a. Agent P, works for in secret. <laughs> wow. I've never watched Phineas and Ferb, but that sounds rad. Right. Yeah, I've not seen it, but I've seen images of that platypus. Oh. So he's, I think he's got like a little... Um, like uh, secret agent kind of hat and raincoat sort of thing, and he skulks around. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, we then heard from Sean Ross uh, at Sean42AZ on the Twitter, and he replied with Shazam! So that's the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. That's a cool one. I like that one. Yeah. Freddie Mercury? No. Oh, okay. No. I, I can't. Th- I can't imagine Freddie Mercury being fast. I think it's like yeah, no. We heard from Ryan Daly, and he said, "Not not my favourite, but shout out to Hate H A T E highest anti-terrorism effort from what's that next wave? Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, Ranger Gord at RM Ranger on the Twitters, replied with CHOMPS, C-H-O-M-P-S, is an acronym for Canine Home Protection System. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's a movie, I think. Right. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Clinton at Coffee and Comics said, while I could say Argus or Shield or something, I will go with what is technically not an acronym, acronym acronyms spell other words, and say... H-F-I-L, from the old censored dubs of Dragon Ball Z. Home for Infinite Losers, or H-F-I-L, was used to replace Hell. And he shows a picture <laughs> where people clearly have, uh, well, not people, uh, monsters clearly have Hell mm. t-shirts, where they say Hell. Yes. Yep. yes. Hell no, is a sensitive word. We're sorry for our usage of it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, 
<laughs> Hiffle it is, indeed. Yeah. Um, Clinton then also chimed in again with, oh, and I want to add the group from Doctor Who unit, United Nations Intelligence Task Force. Yeah, cool. People like Doctor Who, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, we heard from Doctor G, neurologist from Pulp to Pixel podcasts, um, Gotham, and he said uh, the Thunder Agents, which stands for the Higher United Nations Defense Enforcement Reserves. Right. Okay. That's someone really wanting to use the word thunder. Yeah, yeah. Just like Marvel really wanted to use Shield somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their comments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we then heard from <laughs> Doctor Ange at Doctor Ange seventy, and he said, "I think I have to go aim." AIM, if only because that is the only villainous group that would try and recruit me. Oh, oh dear. Ah, well, yes, uh, AIM like scientists and uh, experts in their fields, and mm. Dr. Ange is some sort of expert in some sort of field. Yes, yes. Mm. Mm. Uh, we heard from Supergirl and Brainiac 5 account, and uh, they said uh, there are two answers, Legion or Rebels, with dots between all the letters, or maybe OMAC. So, uh, yeah, One Man Army Corps is cool. Uh, Legion was more about having the acronym Legion, and Rebels was definitely about having the acronym Rebels. I think the words they gave them was an afterthought, but uh, we'll allow it. <laughs> okay. All right, look, we've heard did from that, Aaron. Did that sound, did that sound pompous? Um, it sounded like we hadn't looked into what the acronyms actually were, but it's fine. It's our show. We can... Oh, no, no, no. It's licensed extra-governmental uh, interstellar operatives network, which is right. a terrible acronym. Don't you agree? It, it could do with some workshopping. Um, I'll admit I've not read yeah. either of those series, so I'm not that attached to it. So, yeah. But I know you're a big, big Legion fan, so I, I can understand you not being a fan of shoehorned acronyms. Mm, SH acronyms. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, look, we, we've heard from Aaron Long. for the, for the has, It's been a while, Aaron. Thanks for, for chiming in. Let's see what he replied <laughs> with. Oh, um, okay. Uh, X-M-E-N. X-Men. Right. Mm. And uh, uh, even Wilfred was... asked Aaron at the time, what does that stand for? And Aaron replied, dunno, I just wanted to fit in with your overlords. So um, thanks for right. trying to fit in. Yeah. Um, Good on thank you. you for your response. It was a ruse. <laughs> uh, we heard from Jared Driscoll and he said wild CATSs, which is, uh, stands for a wild uh, covert action team. Yes. Um, but then he said, because there's nothing covert about a team with a silver lady and a giant purple guy. Not at all. She was <laughs> sometimes a giant giant silver lady, too. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that, mm. that'd stand out like a sore thumb for sure. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we then heard from Chris Lydon at Chris Lydon7 on Twitter, and Chris said Spectre. Okay. I oh, forgot from Spectre James was an acronym. Yeah. 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 Uh, we heard from. Tim Price, the podcrasher, and he said, "All purpose enforcement squad or apes? What are they from?" I've no idea. Clue us in, Tim. Tim uh, probably just making it up. He does a lot of drugs. <laughs> wow! I was just going to say he's charming, but deceitful. But sure, slander his name even worse. Wow, Paul, this has got dark quickly. Uh, Chris he Lewis listens to our shows. Yeah, never. Ne- ne- he never responds to our episodes. Never listens. He, he-, he won't hear this. Yeah. Uh, Chris Lewis at CKL on the Twitters said, I always appreciated how Thunder agents really push the comic acronym trope to its limits of credibility, that being the High United Nations Defense Enforcement Reserves. I don't know. I kind of like that one. Maybe because I haven't seen it or heard it as much as S.H.I.E.L.D. being crammed down my throat over the years. But um, Yeah. Okay. Then we heard from Saul Bishop, who said, S.H.I.E.L.D., specifically the Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage Logistics Directorate. And he also said, I like S.W.O.R.D. a lot too, which is the Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Are there many sentient worlds out there to observe and respond to? I don't know. See, these are Marvel things, so I'm... You know, they don't have not... a MOGO, do they? Oh, they've got Ego, the living planet. He's oh, a yeah. sentient world. Yeah. yeah, but that's just one. So, I don't know. Um, He's also Kurt, Kurt Russell. Look out, that's Kurt Russell. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> We're about to land on Kurt Russell. Oh, hang on. No. Uh, 
<laughs> We're coming to the orbit of Kurt Russell now. <laughs> and on your, if you look out your window of our spacecraft on your left, you'll see Kurt Russell. Um, Kurt Russell. We're about to re-enter <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll cue up some Benny Hill music mm. in a second. Uh, we mm, then I'm heard sorry. from the the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, I think it is, uh, and they replied with Legion, L-E-G-I-O-N. So, Again? Yeah, another vote for those guys. Yeah. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. What? what? Well, no. Um, I just looked at the, the... I just scrolled to the next... I'm not on Facebook anymore, so I don't see what happens on Facebook, you know, because I don't like Facebook, and yeah. I think it's evil. Yeah, but I just saw the answer on Facebook for from Frank Gill. Frank Gill said, rodents of unusual size, R-O-U-S-S, which was going to be my answer. Ah! Oh. Ah, oh, and I was thinking, no one has said rodents of unusual size. <laughs> Damn it, Facebook. Damn it. Well played, Frank Gill. Well played. <laughs> uh, okay, Paul, um, do you have another <laughs> favourite fictional acronym that you can uh, add to the mix? Uh, I don't. Damn it. Uh, I was going to say rodents of unusual size and you know, be unique, but... Uh, but curse no. you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, Paul means is... I really like but... the acronym. I'm just, I'm just looking around. Have I got any movies that are acronyms? Um, Frank, Paul may be cursing you, but he's also thanking you, as am I, for joining us this episode. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks uh, for listening, Frank, for taking part. I've got the movie W. That That's an acronym, isn't it? What? The, the movie what? W. W? What's, what movie is that? I think it's about George Bush. Uh, well, I've no. It's, it's, how can it be an acronym if it's only got one letter? I don't know. Uh, send us your thoughts on this question. <laughs> that could be our next question of the week. No, 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 no. You've done enough damage to the space time continuing with this question. <laughs> so, look, why don't you just stick with your original one? Because it is a good one. Okay, cool. Even though Frank stole your thunder. Okay. <laughs> Are you all right? I like the... No, 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 I'm going to... I like the acronym JSA. How about that? Justice Society of America. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna leave it. All right. Um, I I have to admit I don't have a favourite fictional acronym. I know lots of them. Yeah. There's JSA. There's JSA. I I I've never <laughs> I've never thought of myself. Hey, what's my favourite fictional acronym? And yeah, I was kind of like, I don't have one. I just don't. Look, just to keep it in theme with the, what we've read this episode, I'll say MSE. There we go. Okay, Mr. Somebody cool. Enterprises. There we go. What do you do with all the spare time from not thinking about these things? <laughs> um, go to work, do chores, run errands, pay bills. Should I keep going or just... You know? Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. oh, look, we've we've got stuff in the mailbag. Um, we, we got a, an email from Martin Gray. Um, and he was commenting on our episode with uh, Shoshana Sachi. Uh, when we did our commentary track in our previous episode, and, and Martin said, well done on getting another member of the Telly Doom Patrol team on. It was great to get Shoshana's insights, and the watch-along was an interesting experiment. I didn't have time to put the episode on again, but could follow along okay. When you get another person from the show on, I vote for a regular format interview, as we got with Riley. It makes for better conversation. Did you know that the chap who played the ringmaster was in that first episode, uh, was also Justin from Stargirl? Have a great week. Thanks, Martin. I did um, not I did, know that. I did, I not, did know that. not know that. Then again, I have not watched Stargirl, so... Oh, I'm missing out. Stargirl. Shame on me. Is Ace. Ace. Oh, okay. rocks. Right. Okay. Cool. High praise. Yeah, the, the commentary track, I think it was an interesting experiment, like Martin said. It was something fun and something different. And it was cool to talk with Shoshana about it all as well. So, yeah. It was slightly terrifying. But, but, we powered through it. We did all right. We did. The, the yeah. fans seem to have enjoyed it, so, um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, speaking of the fans, um, it's Tim Price. 
Notorious. Oh. What did I say? Drug or? <laughs> I think you use the word drugs in there somehow. Yeah. Okay. The wow. Charming but deceitful Tim Price of the uh, Batman and the Outsiders podcast, the mm-hmm. Outcasters. Um, so uh, he said this was awesome. Shoshana is a delight and loved hearing all of your comments on the episode. Great show, guys. Well, that's that's positive. That's good reinforcement of our stuff. Mm, yes. Yes. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Martin. And um, also in the mailbag, we got some feedback on the show on uh, on iTunes. And the first one, we got five stars from Garrick McNider. And Garrick said, uh, it's a fantastic show. I am largely unfamiliar with the Doom Patrol, but that doesn't interfere with my enjoyment of this show. The hosts are entertaining, engaging, and honest in their assessment of the books. Negative reviews never come off as mean-spirited. In fact, they seem to be upset when they don't enjoy the book they're reading, which is refreshing. I love how infectious Mike's enjoyment of something, whether it's the books they're covering or other comics and such that they mention, can be. And Paul has one of the top five best dry senses of humour. Come for the Doom Patrol, stay for the host. Thank you very much, Garrett. That's that's very flattering. I didn't realise. Now I would I would I would hypothesise that Garrick McNider is a made up name because that's Jay Garrick and uh, uh, Charles McNider. Oh, the, uh, d- d- you know the Flash and Doctor Midnight from the JSA, which is an oh, acronym okay. for uh, Justice Something of America. Right. Okay. Justice. Yes. School chums. <laughs> But thank you, thank you for that. Who was that? If you want us to send you a postcard, tell us who you are. Tell us secretly so you can maintain your anonym, your your lack of knowing your people's name. <laughs> Anonymity. An ultimate. <laughs> no, it's Vitruvian. Not the Vitruvian man. It is our se- it is our second last review that we <laughs> we got. There's also one. From late in 2019, and it's a, from Night Guard, N-I-T-E Guard. So, so uh, yeah, it's sort of like a... Yeah, it's not a full spelling of the word night. How about that? Um, and they said, boom, packed full of entertainment. I laugh, I cry, more fun than a hedgehog in your pocket. So, uh, probably someone British, because if, if they know how much fun it is to have a hedgehog in your pocket. We don't have hedgehogs, do we? We have no. echidnas, and you can't fit them in your pocket. They're too big. <laughs> it sounds like Twitter talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Nightguard. Tell us who yes. you are, Nightguard. We will we will send you a postcard. And if anyone else wants a postcard, send us a review. Tell us you've sent us a review, because it took us about, what, 10 months to check to see if there were any reviews, and then we found those. So, yes, um, yes. Yeah, we are remiss. We are slack. Uh, we are busy. I'm, we I'm are fasting busy. all the time, and, and Mike and is we... paying bills and stuff. <laughs> and we have a very limited supply of the postcards left. Um, we do. So they're, once they're gone, they're gone. Um, but if you want one, they're yes, gone. leave us a review. So yeah, yeah. And we haven't replaced them with anything else. So there's they're gone. There's nothing after that. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So you're trying to say that we're not down to the penultimate one, but we're getting no, close. no. No, we're we're not. We've got a few left, but you know, once once they're gone, they shan't be replaced. Abort, abort. Let's get out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but is, so, uh, what's coming up next on the feed, Paul? Uh, what's coming up next on the feed? We are going to be talking about stuff on a podcast. No, right. it, no, it's specific detail. It, it could be a Gary show, I think. We're, we'd probably do a Gary show. But if we do come back with a DCOCD, it will be uh, about the Robin War, the greatest war of all involving Robins, <laughs> lots of Robins. Right. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah. Look out. And um, when we come back for Waiting for Doom, I think we'll probably do uh, the final, uh, what do we call it? The, not the penultimate, the anti-penultimate the episode of... <laughs> Stop trying to confuse me. We're going to do the last issue of Volume Five. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm. that'll be, that'll be. Yeah, wow, I can't. Yeah, I can't believe we we're almost here. It's, yeah, wow. And Mike, do we have a next question of the week? Well, <laughs> a 
as I look upon the script, it appears to be a repeat of the last question of the week, Paul. So, um, how about we do something different and we open up the question of the week? Send us your questions for the next episode of Waiting for Doom. And, um, ask us stuff. Ask us stuff. And we're only probably... going to be covering one issue, so it could be quicker. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and if you want to keep it a surprise and not have it appear on the Twitter feed for everyone to see, email it to us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com, which is one of the, the many places you can reach us, because you can also check out the Waiting for Doom Facebook page, or you can get in touch via waitingfordoom.com. And as always, you can say hi to Wilfred at Twitter on WFDPod on there with the app symbol at the front, of course. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much... Sorry, I'm a bit choked up that we're like this Why? close to finishing Volume 5. It's it's a weird oh. feeling. It's... Um, there there are... Paul and I have discussed this, but there are a couple of other stories that we could do that feature the Doom Patrol, but we'll see what happens with those. So, yeah. But it's, it's, it's getting very close to the end. <laughs> So, there's my beat poetry uh, podcast that we've discussed. Remember that? No, no, this is this is a new one. Beat poetry. Yeah. Beats uh, by Paul. Yeah. Is it? Right. Daddy O. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Get, You're getting get, silly, so I think we should end. <laughs> getting hip with Hicksie. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> Super, Super Hicks. <laughs> The curse of Super Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, let's wrap it up because we are getting late and still <laughs> getting late. It's late. We're getting silly. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, be good to each other. Don't be a crumb bum. Stay weird. All that good stuff. And we will catch you next time for more waiting for doom.